Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line coming to you three wide on this football Friday. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and also Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick, also a national champion, to the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Gentlemen. How are we doing here on this football Friday? Week two, we're now into the routine of things. Yeah, I thought our first week together was terrific, so there's a yeah. lot of expectations right. Uh, on, right. on topping the show. They at least let us come back, yeah. so yeah, that's, they, that's they, a good sign. We're still on the rails. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot to talk about, including the Buffs, another great performance, mm-hmm. and, and then some storylines out of yesterday as they take on their in-state rivals. A, uh, a, a game with some storylines last night, and then a lot of interesting questions for week two. What are overreactions and what are justified? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah looking forward to the continuation of the, of the league the season because i mean seattle uh pittsburgh wet to bed last week mm-hmm. uh looking for them to correct things uh along the way hopefully this week um and some teaser opportunities i thought like last night was a great teaser opportunity for me uh to anchor a teaser that i got so um I, all in all great start to the season i think obviously colorado uh is the headline situation mm-hmm. we continue to be the headline situation in college football uh but yeah all in all no complaints i'm surprised you don't have your sunglasses pritch well i almost did i almost did i did wear black and gold uh, but see that's prime though that, that's not me you, you got to stay true to who you are right? well he, he got him for the whole team i'm not sure if you saw that video on social media. yeah sunglasses for yeah. the entire team said that hey they look probably good. sponsored by the way too right probably <laughs> so we'll get into that coming up in hour number two also in hour number two our lone guest for the show dan leberfeld over at sirius xm jets confidential we're going to talk new york jets they have a big one down in dallas coming up this weekend but of course the news from earlier this week aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles is out for the rest of the season. How will the Jets respond with Zach Wilson back at quarterback? We'll ask Dan that coming up at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. But let's start with last night's game, Thursday Night Football. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-28. This was an interesting betting market. It opened around 8, 7.5, closed 6. Here at Circa, you guys closed 5.5. It lands on 6. Myself, I laid 6.5. Whoopsie. Didn't get the best of the number of lost that game. But uh, what did you guys make of 
last night's game uh, between the Vikings and the Eagles. Eagles moving on to 2-0. Vikings now in the dreaded 0-2 hole. Well, it's interesting because if you were the Vikings, uh, a lot of questions after losing at home to Tampa Bay in week one. Were they answered here? In some ways you could say yes, but yet you're still 0-2. Mm-hmm. And behind the eight bone, we all know the statistics about teams that are 0-2 to start a season, uh, how hard it is to get to the playoffs. Now, 17 games now might might affect that. And from an Eagles standpoint, I think there's still questions, although they had a lot of injuries. Questions on the defensive side of the football. And in terms of this division, with Dallas being so impressive on Sunday night football, who should be really the favorite to win the NFC East? Yeah, no, it's a great point uh, there, Mike. I mean, I think... Uh, for the Eagles, and they were saying this during the broadcast a little bit, you know, they're not clicking on all cylinders. They got a new mm-hmm. offense coordinator, um, uh, and certainly Jalen Hurts is working through that. Uh, the offense is trying to work through uh, solidifying identity that way. You know, they can run the football. We know that. Swift is incredible. They block w- well up front. Uh, but can they be prolific throwing the ball? And they're going to have to be uh, at some point if they want to win a Super Bowl, right? Uh, and certainly not turning the ball over too, but defensively, like Mike was talking about, um, you know, s- situations there with some injuries. But I-, I liked what I saw in terms of game two. The reason why I put them on a teaser, though, uh, was because I thought this was going to be a tighter game, and it should have been. I mean, it was yeah. already just one possession. It, it came down to that. Uh, the Vikings, though, revealed themselves to me. Uh, and here's mm-hmm. what I mean. Madison, he is not better than cook right we knew that we knew that but the vikings were trying to tell us that okay we can get rid of cook because of money reasons or whatever uh and then we're going to be okay with madison no you're not going to be okay you got cheaper but you didn't get better if you're supposed to get cheaper you're supposed to get better that's what the draft is for right uh and then on top of that uh, i i think from a defensive standpoint flores is just trying to do way too much uh they're trying to win they're trying to be competitive but the front office to me wants to turn this roster over uh, so you have a, a difference in thinking right now with that organization. It's playing out to me uh, at the 0-2 start with the Vikings. Mm. Yeah, and I think this Vikings team, it's the way you look at the schedule, their first eight games or so, it's tricky. This thing can really get off the rails mm-hmm. if they can't get a win upcoming next week. We'll obviously talk about that game next week when they take on the Los Angeles Chargers, almost called them San Diego, the LA Chargers <laughs> at home down 0-2. But I think from a, an offensive coordinator standpoint, Pritchard, I'm curious to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. this because Brian Johnson, now the OC after Shane Steichen, right. has left to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. To me, through two games, Jalen Hurts doesn't look all the way comfortable. And I don't know if it's maybe the play calling or if it's they're just trying to figure out um, what they're going to do to get onto the same page. Or maybe it's the other team's defenses that have been game planning for this Eagles offense all throughout the offseason. From a play calling standpoint and from an OC standpoint, like where are you at with Brian Johnson and this Eagles offensive attack? Because I wasn't that impressed last night. Once again, 5.7 yards per play against a pretty uh, below average Vikings defense. Yeah, I was saying that to myself too. Brian Johnson's got to get into some rhythm. He's got to assert himself as a play caller. Uh, obviously, a quarterback's coach, he's highly familiar with the personnel. Mm-hmm. He's high, highly familiar with this system. Uh, you know, Brian Johnson quarterback this at Utah. He did that. Same thing with Shane Sykin, quarterback that this system at UNLV. Uh, so he takes over play calling. To me, play callers are talented um, coaches. You know, you anybody can call plays, right? We, we sit yeah. at home. Well, we can call that play. We can call this play. But <laughs> how you sequence plays, though, and how you set up other plays, how you create looks, you know, that takes talent. And, and so I thought Brian Johnson did a good job of that. Uh, you know, featuring Devonta Smith a little bit, right? Some mm-hmm. one-on-one situations, some formations. <clears throat> they always want to take advantage of numbers. That's part of the, the option game uh, with this offense, with this style of play. But is he Shane Steichen? No, he's not. 
right? And that's something that Jalen's trying to get used to. Now, Jalen can help by asserting himself and saying, look, this is what I want to run. This is my offense now. It should be his offense. This is what I'm most comfortable with. This is what I feel like we can be successful with or I can be uh, successful with. So uh, they'll iron that out. I, I think they're, they're, the launching pad for the Eagles right now is okay. But I think the Eagles will iron that out. Brian Johnson will get better along the way as well. You know, one of the pivotal plays in this game was at the end of the first half. And this uh, sparked all the rage <laughs> on X, or formerly known as Twitter, was when Justin Jefferson caught the pass there. And the Vikings were only trailing by three, I believe it was. He fumbles the ball into the end zone. Touchback Eagles end up going down the field, getting a field goal. So a bad beat for our friends mm. on the Vikings plus three and a half in the first half. Sorry to everybody who had that. But... <laughs> That play sparked a lot of people calling for touchback is the worst rule ever. And I tweeted, I said, you know what, guys? The touchback is actually the best rule in football. Secure the ball in the money area or get off the field like the rule states. Well, VEASAN's own Matt Brown went and responded to me on X saying hashtag worst take. <laughs> now, this has come to my attention, thanks to you, Mike Palm, that earlier this morning on a numbers game, which you check out here on VEASAN 10 to noon Eastern time, 7 to 9 Pacific, that Matt Brown was on a numbers game with Gil Alexander talking about the touchback rule. Here's what they said earlier this morning. I know we're not supposed to have, you know, in inner inner company like shots fired and stuff, but then Femi came on the Twitter machine and said best rule in sports and said that get inside the get inside the red zone and protect the ball or something or whatever. And I'm like, that's the worst take I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? Could you imagine? Okay, so we're playing basketball, right? And if you get and if you turn it over in the paint, the other team gets to go down and shoot a free throw. Like, you know, I mean, like it's essentially the same. Like, it's it, essentially the it same makes thing. No like, sense. like, like why? And you just be like, what's because. the logic? Yeah, you know, because because is a is not a good because. Answer. And it's like, yeah. wait, wait. So if I turn if I turn it over in my red zone, they get to go shoot a free throw. It's like because. Okay, hold up. I, I, I'm hold sorry. Up. What? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Do you guys have a concession stand that can come in here? Because I'm going to get my popcorn <laughs> ready for his response right so, now. I need, some, I need some refreshments right once now. Once again, I thank you, Mike Paul, because I did not see this this morning when this was live. And that's my first. this is my first reaction to seeing that clip there. They could not be more wrong. In basketball, if you turn the ball over in the paint, guess what? The other team gets the basketball. You don't get the basketball and get to take it out from half court, like we mentioned <laughs> before the show started. What in the world is that take? Like, is it the best rule in football? I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but I think the fundamental rule of football is that the end zone belongs to the defense. I know that we talk about offense and scoring points and yada, 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 fantasy football, prop bets and all that stuff, cool, whatever. But the end zone belongs to the defense. That is what they are trying to protect. They're trying to protect you from scoring in their end zone because that's how points are scored in the National Football League. And if you fumble the ball into the end zone, the ball goes back to the defense. They don't get points. They don't get to go ahead and kick a field goal on the other end. They get the ball at the 20-yard line. That is how the rule is made. And if you do that and you fumble the football into the end zone, why would you ever get the football back? Why? The end zone is precious. That is what the whole game is based on, is protecting your own end zone. That's why they call it end zone, because you need to protect it. And they fumbled the ball into the end zone. I don't get why people are so confused by this. Maybe I'm off base, but why is everyone confused by the touchback rule? I'd like to hear your take on it. Well, first of all, the fact that he did that with a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Kudos to you. I I couldn't even believe the the, the analogy. I'm like, they've reinvented another rule in basketball. Right. And I like Matt. Gill, but like, what yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, make it take it pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you um, mean? The other team gets the ball in basketball. What are we talking about? You know, about? the thing is, is when, when you do fumble the ball, what's the alternative? 
like is the alternative is to spot the ball where he fumbled it yeah. and give the ball back to the offense? Yeah. I mean, is that the alternative? Well, yeah, the argument is that at any other point on the field, they yeah. do bring it back to the spot. Yeah, because that's the sideline. Right. That's not the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if <laughs> like, you, what are we talking about? If you go through the rest of the segment, they suggest that it t- since it's at the goal line, you go back to the spot and a 10-yard penalty. Mm. So you'd be taking the ball back. Beyond but now we're creating more rules. Yeah, yeah. And we're I'm creating just, and we're making football different, though. That's that's what we're How doing. How do people right? not there's understand a, the I difference think. between the sideline and the end zone? I think there's some argument here. I mean, you're like with saying that it's the best rule in football is like the guy that <laughs> countersues. You're only countersuing because you got sued. You, you couldn't take these people saying that the rule is ridiculous. Because they're out of their minds. It's not a ridiculous <laughs> rule. They're literally out of their minds. Is it side the best line? rule? Is it the best rule? A little bit of hyperbole. A little bit of Sure, sure. Right? Right. I mean, exactly. Fumble the ball outside of the end zone, get it on the one yard line. Like, like what what planet does that make sense? There is a difference between the sideline and the end zone, and if you don't understand that, I can't help you. We will try to help you on the other side, the Lombardi line rolling along. I'm fired up on a Friday for no goddamn reason. Let's go. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best ever by becoming a VSN Pro subscriber. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24/7 video access. Sign up for a VSN annual subscription, and you'll also get a free copy of Michael Lombardi's new book, Football Done Right. Just use promo code Lombardi when you sign up. If you would like an autographed copy of Michael's book, just email us at subscribe at vsin.com. This is limited time offer so sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe welcome back to the lombardi line here on a football friday femi abebefe mike paul mike pritchard i have calmed down during the break uh we've gotten it out of our system uh just 
touchback. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's continue, though, to have this discussion. We're going to get to some of the week two marquee matches, but I do want to get to this point here, Pritch, with you starting mm-hmm. first. And this was from Michael Lombardi, our very own, who's mm-hmm. tweeting yesterday, last night during the game, saying that the Eagles fans and most of the NFL know the birds don't have the same explosive rhythm as they had in 2022. So it sounds almost crazy to say ask this question because they are 2-0, and but I think in your opinion, what's sort of wrong with this Eagles offense right now to where they're not that same explosive attack that we saw last year when they won the NFC. It's a filling out process. Like we were talking about this with Brian Johnson. You know, you move on from Shane Steichen, then new offense coordinator, new play caller, somebody who's familiar with the offense, but yet it's got a different style, right? But I will say this. I mean, Devontae Smith was four for 131. Uh, mm-hmm. That's explosive. Uh, the running game, Swift. Uh, I mean, the guy had 175 yards rushing. That's explosive. Um, but it's different. Like, A.J. Brown has not even been involved yet. Wait until he's inv- involved more. And, you know, we saw that play out a little bit on the sideline, right? Uh, and, and so it's a work in progress. I think with Shane Sykin in place and uh, what they established with Jalen Hurts and what they created with Jalen Hurts was something that was new, too. I mean, they really utilized the six eligibles, and they've elevated. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's going to have double-digit touchdowns again. With, with this wedge play that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to continue. There's elements of this offense that's going to continue. I think the explosive nature of it, and Michael's right. I mean, the explosive nature is not what we're accustomed to for a lot of reasons. Brian Johnson, teams have caught up to him a little bit. But you look at the playmakers that they have, whether it's Smith, whether it's A.J. Brown, whether it's Swift, whether Penny gets involved. I mean, Goddard has yet to be involved too, right? Once all these guys solidify their roles, uh, I, I think we'll see the Eagles be explosive uh, like they were last year. Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this year, but I do want to play this soundbite from Nick Sirianni. This is what he was had to say last night when asked about the Eagles and some of their, uh, I guess, errors that they've had through the first couple of weeks of the regular season. You know, it's way easier to to correct when uh, when you're when you're two and zero, and you know, no one no one's feelings are in it. You know, and so we, we can really we can really press uh, in in this meeting tomorrow that we're going to have with the players and and hold ourselves accountable as coaches and hold them accountable as players, and that's what we'll do. Um, and so obviously we're not clean playing. Uh, we we didn't play our cleanest game. We're two and zero, and a lot of teams would like to be sitting at two and zero. And and like I said, when you're when you're in this position, you can. And, and guys don't know that we're not playing uh, to our the best of our abilities. Um, you, you know, you can really that's where you can make a lot of growth. That's an interesting soundbite. And Mike, I want to kind of ask you from the betting standpoint of this, because in the past couple of weeks, first weeks of the NFL season, it feels like we've sort of seen the betting market sort of bet against Philadelphia. Like the New England Patriots got bet quite a bit last week. Minnesota got bet heavily through the key number of seven last night. Is this something to where you think the betting market is going to continue to sort of try to fade the Eagles while these offensive struggles are taking place? Yeah, the New England is more interesting to me because there wasn't the injury news that came out midweek like it did here. I think that was more based on injury news with the Vikings. And the look-ahead number was much shorter than the eight that had opened because of the Vikings' loss uh, to Tampa Bay. Uh, Sirianni makes a great point. I mean, it's a lot easier to talk about things uh, after two wins, and Mike Lombardi says championship teams wins games that they're not playing well in, mm-hmm. and, and they've done that at least in week one. This the word rhythm is very interesting, and Michael brought it up. You brought it up uh, before we we looked at Michael's uh, writing from this morning. I think they haven't been consistent on first down like they were last year. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't say it like you do, but I, I am. So I, <laughs> I, I, I I take great interest in the games with the Eagles. 
their drives, they were always ahead of the chains last year. Always ahead, and, you, and they kept you off balance because you didn't know what they were going to do when they're in second and three and second and four. You know, they only scored on two drives in the, sec- in the first half last night. Turnovers were a part of that. But, you know, and, and, and the drive where Jefferson fumbles through the end zone for the, for the touchback, you know they never completed a pass. They right. ran the ball five times and kicked a 61-yard field goal. Think about that. So I, I think he's got to get more of a rhythm to get ahead of the chains. And when they're ahead of the chains, they're really hard to defend. Yeah, they really are. And, you know, as, as betters, we've got to be conscious of this. I mean, as you watch that game last night, um, the, the front from the Vikings dictated to the Eagles that they wanted to run. So in other words, Flores and the Vikings, they wanted him to run the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're trying to take away the explosive nature. They're trying to take away the perimeter game, whether it's the RPO or the options. They're certainly trying to take away A.J. Brown. But uh, the matchups that they got to, that Brian Johnson, the coordinator, uh, play caller, and certainly Jalen Hurts got to was Devonta Smith. Uh, and if they can get to those, then that, that makes this team more dangerous to me because specifically the Vikings wanted – the Eagles are on, and they did that, but yet they also created some explosiveness too. Uh, so uh, they'll they'll work through that. Uh, there's a lot of mistakes going on too uh, that they're going to work through as well. But uh, it's it's a work in progress in terms of moving on from Steichen uh, to Johnson. Uh, but to me, I, I wouldn't bet against this team sp- specifically with certain numbers. The reason why I had them on a teaser though was because they're not in re- rhythm now. Yeah, it feels like the Eagles are trying to get in rhythm, which is in concert with also having a new play caller and everybody yeah. kind of studying their offense all throughout the right. offseason to where maybe like they're, they're, we probably shouldn't have expected them to come out guns blazing like they did last mm-hmm. year. But with all that said, they're still 2-0. and And just to peek a little bit into next week, because the Eagles will have a long layoff until they play next Monday night as part of that staggered sort of doubleheader there on Monday Night Football. Eagles are going to visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe the look ahead on this was Philadelphia seven-point favorites at another shop around town. I'm seeing six and a half. So it's still early in the week. Not many people have bet that game. There's not a whole lot of money into that game, so you can't really read too much into that. But just something that's interesting to note that I thought there with the Bucs and the Eagles next Monday night. All right, let's turn our attention to Sunday night football. This is the game I think I'm most excited about, not just because I bet it, but I think just from an X's and O's standpoint, this is going to be really entertaining. And that's the Dolphins at the Patriots. Right now, the Dolphins are three-point favorites consensus total sitting at 46 and a half and this is one of those games where we're going to really find out if this Dolphins offense is really going to be sort of this greatest show on turf type of offense or was it maybe they were aided in uh, getting to face Brandon Staley the defensive guru and the Los Angeles Chargers last week what do you guys think about this game Dolphins Pats pivotal game in the AFC East well, I was impressed with the Dolphins. You know, Tua fumbles the ball in the opening drive there. I mean, there's, they were supposed to be – I thought the game was actually – the final score was not an, as indicative of, uh, of how well the Dolphins played on offense. And maybe it's that analytics community, that pro football focus group that says, uh, you know, that, that says that you don't have to worry about these receivers. Um, but the, the defensive game plan for a guy, Staley – who's oh. a defensive mm. coach, is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, you're allowing 18 yards a catch. I know. But Prince, think if you could play in, in a, where you're 18. <laughs> yeah. 18 yards yeah. a catch. Yeah. Um, so you have to give some kudos to the Patriots as well. If they don't turn the ball over early twi- uh, twice, turn it over twice, they're probably winning that game. Yeah. They were the better team in the second half. They were the better team in the last three quarters of the game. 
So it's interesting here. I think a lot of people will play the number. If they can get it inside of three, mm. you're going to play the Dolphins. If you get three and a half, I think this this becomes a play on where the number lands. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- this is yeah. a yeah, it's, it's a game that I bet. I bet the uh, the Patriots plus three. I yeah. just figure that like, hey, it's coin flips had a mm-hmm. type of game. I just trust this New England defense with Bill Belichick, and it's going to be an awesome coaching mismatch yeah. or matchup, I should say, with Mike McDaniel and Bill Belichick offense versus defense, but. I just felt that grabbing that three was pretty valuable in a game that where I don't think Miami is going to be as comfortable as they were against Brandon Staley's defense. Yeah, I'm outside the box with my teaser. This is another leg of my teaser with the Eagles here. Um, But I get through two possessions, though, right? So long teaser and all this stuff. But uh, to me, I I think football has evolved to where it's uh, uh, emulating what basketball is all about, scoring. So if I can get possessions on my side, if I can get through two possessions with a divisional matchup, uh, with a defense that was almost a top 10 defense last year with New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miami, you might have weather too. There's some hurricane coming up the coast, uh, right? Uh, but so you got Miami, and and I think, Femi, you said it best last week uh, when you called Staley a slappy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy is... He is. <laughs> he's, he's, I've been shopping. I, I think it was 16-1 or whatever, first coach, head, head coach fired. Yeah. Because he should be. Um, he has been in the bottom tier uh, as, a, as a defense in terms of points allowed since he's been a, uh, the defensive coordinator slash head coach. He's not even a head coach to me. Uh, but yeah. with that roster, he should be playing better. I, th- I think Miami is more of the same. Tua's going to anticipate throws. You can't cover Tyreek Hill. You can't. Can you take him away? I think Belichick can find a way to take him away or slow him down. Uh, I like the two-possession situation, especially with New England at home, and some semblance of an offense. Uh, I think Mac Jones, he looked poised, even though he had an early pick pick six that cost him, in my opinion, uh, last week. But he looks poised enough to where he can get better each and every week this year. Yeah, I think New England's going to be able to put a little bit more pressure on Tua yeah. than, than the Chargers. The Char- yeah. I don't know what the Chargers are doing from a pass rush standpoint. By the way, how is the look ahead only 49 the total on, on Vikings Chargers? <laughs> yeah, I, I got to get, I got, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which defense is stopping anyone? I don't, I don't, I don't see that might be the last team to get the ball, goes ahead and wins. All right, we'll break down more week two games on the other side. This is the Lombardi line. Hang it out on the DraftKings Network. This is the Lombardi line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash That's g.bank slash Welcome back. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line. That's Pritch. That's Mike. I'm Femi here on a football Friday. And coming up in the next segment, we will break down a little college football, the marquee matchup. Of course, it's a Colorado football game. Colorado State at Colorado. The Buffs first take is in Boulder. Yeah. Pat McAfee is in Boulder. I think Big Noon Kickoff is going to be in Boulder, even though they're not airing the game. Everyone's in Boulder <laughs> except us. In Boulder. Yeah, the Rock is in Boulder. I mean, come on, man. That's the place to be, apparently, in the country. Uh, but we will get into that coming up in the next segment. But let's continue our discussion, though, about the NFL week number two. And this next game that we're going to talk about, Ravens at the Bengals, is interesting from a betting standpoint because we're hovering around the key number of three. In fact, a lot 
of the three and a halfs have been taken off the board. Ravens are a three-point dog right now on the road in Cincinnati. Total 46 and a half. Is this a get-right spot for the Bengals who looked atrocious on offense last week? I think that's the biggest question out of week one. Uh, how good are the Browns? I mean, how good is that Browns defense? And was that a function of all the talent they have with the edge rushers and the secondary? Or was it a function of Burrow not really having a preseason and the rain impacting that game? I think it's a combination of both. I think Cleveland is really good. Obviously, Cincinnati is not that bad. They only had yeah. multiple first downs on two out of 13 drives. Yeah. Right? They punted all seven possessions in the first half. And Deshaun Watson was terrible, mm-hmm. and they dominated that game, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like this Todd Monk and what I see so far. He only had two design run plays for Lamar. I don't think they can be successful like this. Even you saw him in the pocket, not comfortable in the pocket against the Houston Texans. There were several plays he took sacks that I thought he had no business taking sacks. He just sat there with the ball, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. like to throw outside the numbers. I think you can make an argument that this number is an overreaction to week one spot and lay the three with the Bengals here. I would not take Baltimore in this spot. Yeah, it's tricky to take Baltimore because they are working through it. I would have loved to have seen Lamar play in the preseason with a new coordinator, new scheme. Uh, They they talk a big game, though. Lamar wants to throw for over 4,000 yards, Mm. meaning... Not off to a good start. Meaning, yeah, meaning he doesn't want to run. Meaning they've been working all offseason on making him a pocket passer, meaning... They want him to distribute the football that way. Uh, that's what, again, we'll go back to a work in progress and, and trying to identify yourself or create an identity. Baltimore hasn't. Before they had, with Roman, they had an identity, right? Absolutely. Um, they don't right now. Uh, they lose Dobbins. So, okay, Gus is going to step in there. Gus Edwards, uh, he's been banged up too before. So uh, it's not the same Baltimore. It's not MVP Lamar Jackson. It's it's a guy who's trying to evolve into a pocket passer. It's going to take some time. And they've got injuries on the line too. Right. When you look mm-hmm. at the injury report, Cincinnati relatively clean this week. Baltimore's yep. got line issues. I, this is going to be one of my contest plays with humans. If our number is three mm. at noon for, for the Friday night contest, I will lay the three with yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of those injuries, it's Ronnie Stanley who did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. We'll figure out what he does today, but he did not practice. Tyler Linderbaum, their, their center, did not practice. Andrews is limited, but he was limited all throughout last week, and all right. of a sudden, surprised yeah. he didn't play. So mm-hmm. we'll have to keep an eye on that heading into the weekend. But also the secondary, Marcus Williams, he's already been declared out. Marlon Hunt who got injured in training camp, he didn't play last week, hasn't practiced at all this week. So you have O-line issues, you have secondary issues, and now you have this overreaction that you talked about, Mike, to where I think Cincinnati, it's Cincinnati or pass. I laid three, I bet three minus 110 with the Bengals just because like, I think we're way overreacting to the Bengals losing to a team that has given them problems over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Like, yeah. like the Cleveland Browns always mm-hmm. beat the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals, and we knew that going in, and everybody bet that going <laughs> in. And then for some reason, we're acting like, wow, I can't believe they lost to the Cleveland Browns. It's like, we, we figured they were going to lose to the Cleveland Browns. So I think this is a classic get-right spot, bounce-back spot. I laid it with Cincinnati. You know, Pritch, I think they hired the wrong brother here. I would have rather they hired Jeff Munkin and brought oh, the triple option. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. why I was convinced he was not going back to Baltimore when they let Roman go. I know. They were abandoning a running game. He, he shouldn't be back in Baltimore, to be honest with you. I mean, but I, I think some of the owners out there didn't want the contract situation to get out of hand. Mm. So Baltimore welcomes him back and talking about Lamar. Uh, but Garrett, Miles, he, they gave him so many issues. And credit to Schwartz for mm. moving him around. And, and what they did is they – they attack the protection for Burrow and somebody who hasn't been working with that offensive line, right, full speed because of the injury. So they caught him. 
Cincinnati is so much better than what we saw uh, against 100%. Cleveland. And, and certainly getting uh, – now you're playing another familiar opponent. Uh, There's highly familiar with this division. Uh, yeah, laying the three to me is the right side uh, in terms of this matchup with Cincinnati. Yesterday when I was on with Michael, he made the point about the difference in this Cleveland is Schwartz. Yeah. And how good he is, is at exposing mismatches, mm-hmm. and that's what he's going to find – uh, each week as he goes yep. up against different offenses. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> the Bengals weren't the only AFC contender to lose in week one. How about the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs? Is this a bounce-back spot? Because they're getting Travis Kelsey back. Chris Jones is back in the fold with his new contract. They're heading down to Duval County right now. The Chiefs' three-point favorites, total 51 just how do you see this one playing out to where Jacksonville clearly is trying to get up into this contending standpoint? Could be a big statement victory for them if they're able to pull it off. I think uh, most of the sharp money we've seen is on the Chiefs uh, so far. I, I look at that game. The final score wasn't really indicative of how close the game was in Indianapolis. That 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 game was a toss-up. The Colts mm-hmm. could have won that yeah. game. Yep. Uh, and I think most people feel the Chiefs are not going to go 0-2, that this is going to be a long afternoon for Jacksonville. I haven't made a play on this game, but I would be looking at the Chiefs. It's been a while since the Super Bowl champ went 0-2. Uh, and it's it's it, uh, quite a while. Yeah, quite that. a while. Um, you know, so much is going to be made of Tony dropping the rock, and and, and certainly, <laughs> you know, when you don't have a number one guy out there like Kelsey, then everybody else got to step up and and uh, enter that spotlight, and some people can't handle it. Uh, you know, the Chiefs to me, uh, they don't have a running game, and that's exposing them right now. Um, Patrick was the leading rusher in a game, like the first game opening against Detroit purely because he was scrambling. Uh, and Patrick needs to stay in a pocket again. That's what they created. That's why they took Terry Kill away. Travis Kelsey back on the field is going to help. Uh, but if he gets hit on that knee, mm. he's going to be compromised. Uh, this is this is the thing about injuries. Like uh, the injury part of this game, and certainly Travis is a t- tough player. He's played through pain before. But if he gets bumped on that again, okay, what's going to happen? And and certainly, I, I think you got to factor that in in this game. I, I'm I'm tempted to take the points here, mm. because Jacksonville with Calvin Ridley, they are different offensively. I don't think we've seen the full potential of this offense yet. Uh, and then defensively, uh, I'll be curious to see what happens though. But Chris Jones being back is going to be huge. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get. Yeah. I underestimated Bosa. I thought he was going to get 20. He was in the 30s uh, in that first game. So guys are in different type of shape now. Uh, so Chris Jones, I mean, could you estimate he's going to get, what, 30 snaps maybe in this game? And uh, if so, uh, he could cause problems for, for Jacksonville here. Now, it could be trickier for Chris Jones because mm-hmm. down there in Duval County in September might be hot. Right, hot and humid, and yep. that, and I don't, I don't think Bosa was dealing with those kind of yeah. temperatures up in Pittsburgh. Although it's warm pretty much everywhere across the country this this time of the year, but I, I think they're gonna have to monitor Chris Jones and just mm-hmm. make sure his hydration level is up to snuff and and all that stuff because it's definitely gonna be humid down there in Duval County. But I think this game is interesting though because from the betting standpoint, if you were paying attention throughout the week, you could have been on either side of the key number mm-hmm. of three, which yeah. that's where I sit right now, yeah. to be honest. I, I laid at open on Sunday when the number opened. I laid two and a half, just sort of anticipating the news of either Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones should be back. And lo and behold, both guys came back, which was nice for two and a half to go ahead and age well. And then yesterday I figured, all right, I don't think we're going to go to four because 
I went ahead and looked at the Circa contest lines, and the contest line had this game at three. And I know our sharp friends here at Circa behind the book, they can kind of project where the lines are going to go. So I was like, okay, that is my indicator to go ahead and bet three and a half right now to try to go ahead and middle the three. And that's where we sit right now. But I think this game in particular, when there's news that you can anticipate in Mm -hmm. the market, I think you can sort of go ahead as a better just to try to Put yourself in an advantageous situation to where maybe you can go ahead and land on the key number of three. And if that happens tomorrow, it's a it's jackpot on Sunday. I want to ask Pritch, you know, talking about Tony, mm-hmm. you know, you said he's not he's not a wide receiver, right? He's no. a slot back. He's yeah. And, and you can tell by looking at his hands. Mm-hmm. Is there anything they can do at this point in his career to correct that? Um, yeah, they, they could. So the West Coast offense or the scheme, there, there's plays that you can call to help them understand that, okay, we're going to get the ball to him quickly enough for now he's a runner. Uh, and certainly that's what Kansas City wants to be. They want their guys to run with the ball after the catch. Patrick Mahomes led the league, league last year uh, in that mm-hmm. category. Uh, Travis Kelsey is routinely at the top too. So uh, in, in terms of running routes and downfield and, and trying to negotiate how to catch the ball 15 yards down the field, no, that's not Tony. Now, around the line of scrimmage, some quicker throws, uh, even in the backfield, some jet sweeps and all that, that's Tony because he is electric with the ball in his hands, being able to run with it that way. They did try to run a couple jet sweeps against Detroit, and Lions didn't fall for it. Yeah. They were ready. Right. They, were, they were ready for yep. those Tony jet sweeps. All right, we're going to put the NFL off to the side. Coming up next, college football's marquee games here on the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VEGAS to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on a football Friday at the Circle Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here hanging out with us here. It's been a fun first hour. We'll put the NFL off to the side here momentarily as we discuss a little bit of college football because, of course, the whole college football world has descended upon Pritch's old stomping grounds, Boulder, Colorado, with the Colorado Buffs, the story of the college football season through three weeks. Now they are at two and zero hosting Colorado state. This is a nice little uh, late night kick for our friends on the East coast here coming up on Saturday, seven o'clock East or seven o'clock West coast time, 10 o'clock Eastern. And I'm looking at the betting market right now where Colorado over at DraftKings is a 24 point favorite total sitting at 63. Does coach prime Shador and Travis Hunter kind of keep the ball rolling Pritch here or can Colorado State make this closer than the market thinks? I'm nervous that they can make it closer, to be honest with you. I, I said this before. Um, here's the thing. like This is a Rocky Mountain showdown. It's typically on campus. Uh, it had been moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Maha Stadium to try to get a neutral crowd and all that. Uh, Rick George, our athletic director, is like, why are we losing that revenue on campus? I mean, look at it right today. Yeah. We, we got all kind of revenue happening. So it goes back to campus. Um, I, I played in this game and fully didn't understand what it was about. So here, here's what this is about, right? Yes, all these in-state players uh, that want to go to CU, but they can't go to CU because CU's too good. And this was when I was there. So they ended up going to CSU, right? Uh, little brother, if you will. Mm. And, and they always were scrappy, like a little brother. They were all, and, and certainly as players, our prize was the big eight trying to win that, mm-hmm. and trying to get to the Orange Bowl. Who's we'll CSU? Right? We'll, be, we'll take care of business, right? But they always gave us a game, though, because they, this is their bowl game. This is everything to CSU. And I'm worried that with, with everything that's going on with Colorado and the prize being next week, Oregon, and the week after that, SC, and the Pac-12, that will the focus be there during the week of practice to where <laughs> this number could be in jeopardy? Like, I, I think the Buffs will win the game. I mean, they're too talented. Uh, and, and certainly, we were able to pull out a game. I scored a winning touchdown my sophomore year. Hey, now. Uh, now that, that was in Fort Collins. Uh, Elliot, pull the clip. <laughs> we drew that play up <laughs> on the sideline on in the dirt. That, that's how we had to pull that thing out of a hat. Uh, but, I, you know, CU and, and what Coach Prime has done is he has captured all these great athletes in terms of keeping them focused. Uh, so if you are so inclined to lay it, Good luck. Mm. Uh, but I am nervous about, about this particular week that is sandwiched in between those two big games that CU has played and the two big games that's on the horizon for the Buffs. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of those proverbial sandwich spots, one yeah. might say here. Now, I think that would have been the case if not for Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell yeah. opening his mouth. Of course, everybody has seen Deion Sanders' press conferences right now uh, throughout the season. He wears the shades. He wears the hat. Sometimes he wears a hoodie. And Jay Norvell had this to say earlier this week, talking about Deion Sanders, said, quote, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. I told ESPN I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Uh, Deion Sanders has since responded and taught, told his team about this at practice earlier this week. 
I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmasked Ralph and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They messed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they messed around and made it personal. <laughs> he said it in his own words. Now it's personal. It was personal last week against Nebraska. They yeah. went and covered that game. Now it's personal. After what looked like a sandwich spot, now it feels like they have gotten Colorado Buffalo's attention. Well, and, and that's something that, from a betting standpoint, if you are like me, was worried about the focus. Okay, now the focus has shifted. You could say that, but has it shifted quick enough or soon enough? Like, mm. did it shift on Thursday? Right. I mean, certainly Wednesday or, or even you're prepping on Tuesday. Uh, there was no shift. You know, it's, it's lowly CSU. It's it's little brother. We, you know, we we got to get through this game. Uh, now that it's shifted, okay, can can the buffs rev it up? Uh, I will say this. You know, Norvell. When he mentioned, you know, his mother, that's not how his mother. Dion's sensitive. He, 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 his life surrounds his mother. Uh, and I mean, Dion has some ha, has had some incredible pregame speeches, and the presence of this man uh, has led this team, and certainly has fired up this team, and inspired this team to have some incredible performances so uh, so far. So if this is personal that way, then it, this is going to be a doozy uh, mm. of a pregame speech from Coach Prime. Uh, and if he fires up the troops, then okay, there gives you some ammunition, I think, if you want to lay the 24. But for me, uh, having played in this game, it's just, it's just a dangerous situation uh, in terms of overlooking this opponent this week as you got bigger opponents and bigger games on the horizon. Yeah, we know rivalry games tend to be emotional. And I guess my question to you, Pritch, would be, is it possible for Colorado to continue to sustain this level of emotions? Because obviously an emotional week one right. against TCU, everybody counted them out, 21-point underdogs. That was well-documented. Last week, emotional with it being Nebraska, Nebraska-Colorado, one of the biggest rivalries of my childhood, I remember at least, that's kind of revived with Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. Now this week, another emotional game, now with what Jay Norvell said, like, at what point does Colorado go back to the emotional well and there's no juice left in the tank? Like, it feels like every single game is personal. Right. It's emotional. Like, there's a lot that's going on. And if you feel like you got to be mentally and physically kind of exhausted by this. Well, you could be. I mean, I think pressure will add to that. So there's been no pressure on CU. There has there's zero pressure. Like, nobody expected this to happen. But now you got first take, you got the rock, you got all this pressure, you got 60 minutes, you got all this attention, which, by the way, I think Coach Prime is is prepping the players for this and the players wanted all this. Uh, but there's something to be said about pressure and how you handle it. Uh, I think there's cer certain players, the, the headline players for Colorado that can handle the pressure, but then it's everybody else. Can everybody else handle the pressure that's building and building and building? Uh, and I'm here to tell you, you know, as a, as a guy who played for two national championships, uh, the first year we didn't have any pressure on, at all until the national championship game. And then the following year, there was pressure out the gate, uh, and we stumbled. We were 1-1-1, one, one, and one, uh, even though we were so good, right? Um, I, I think CU, they're good. They have great players. They're well-coached. 
but you just don't know about the pressure and the pressure is building. Uh, it's building more and more each and every week. And, and I wonder uh, if that will affect uh, all the enthusiasm and certainly the energy that they played with so far. Yeah, because it almost feels like from a pressure standpoint that there's so much pressure on them to perform just within the fan base, within mm-hmm. the alumni base, and like just all the excitement around this team. But there's also the pressure of there's a lot of people in the country rooting against this yeah, team. Right, a lot right. of people in the country rooting against Deion Sanders. So it almost feels like there's such a hyper focus mm-hmm. on every single Colorado game. And even for Alabama, as much pressure as Bama has or as yeah. Georgia has, there's weeks where they can kind of just take off. Like nobody's really paying attention to Georgia when they're playing Bryant. Or nobody's right. paying attention to Bama when they're playing McNeese State. Yep. We're paying attention to Colorado. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Like, the, the opponent is irrelevant. The fact that they're on the field Eyeballs will be watching. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I, I, I had enough. <laughs> you had enough? <laughs> I had enough. First bridge. Welcome back, my father. Yeah. First bridge. Did, did, did you get these, it out? These are not your father's Colorado State Rams. Okay, that, there's where your, your argument falls. Who, who are all these people pulling against Coach Prime? <laughs> what do you mean? Who are yeah. who, Who's pulling against them? Seriously. I mean, Don't every, you think they appeal to the mass of America? He does a great job of appealing does. across demographics. But you know that whenever anything becomes popular, yeah. there's always people yeah. on the other side that are like, why are they talking about Colorado? so much like there's always the backlash well this is, yeah this is the biggest football story of the year bigger than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers bigger than any NFL stories yeah. I mean 60 minutes is there I mean wow. this is an amazing story and it's been the most uplifting thing so I don't think we're getting a lot of pushback yet um yet's the key word there. yeah yeah now if they go to outs the next week and win and win this week well, and, 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 <laughs> I mean if they win against Oregon come on now <laughs> you might not be able to contain no, me you won't be here you're gonna be traveling on Fridays but the, the, the thing about this team though <laughs> is you know we had hard knocks for what five weeks no. five episodes <laughs> we get hard knocks with the Colorado Buffaloes every single day yeah and that's probably why the sentiment uh, or, or it's not sentiment. It's probably what is it polarizing a little bit? That I, think, I think they're polarizing. Yeah, that some people want them to fail. <laughs> Come on, you some, roll but then, He's but not then, polarizing. But then uh, he's not. He's he, not. He's and then not. other people want the CCU succeed. So I want to see them succeed. But let them lose a game. I will guarantee you all the people that have been quiet because they've been winning will come out barking loud. <laughs> I guarantee it. All right, that is for hour number one. Hour number two. We're getting back to the NFL next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 